Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Yes, hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. Season three rolls on. I got the intro right this time. Yes. What you can't hear is the first time I attempted this and I flubbed it in a pretty big way. Not this time, mofo. (laughs) So the self-sabotage season does continue. Yes, we roll on. We roll on. So we are here with this episode to discuss why there is no finish line, which will be a discussion Really about goal setting and the complacency that can that can slide in before we get into that, Courtney. We need to have a discussion. Do we? We do. About our awesome merchandise store. Yes. That's now live. It is. L I V E live. Yes. I wear I have got my apron in the kitchen ready to go for when I do food prep soon. What apron's that? My um uh, what is it? <laughs> In training, she loves it. She loves her apron so much. She doesn't know what it is. It was. It says like uh, food prepper in training. Close meal prep expert. Meal prep expert. Thank you. So you are hundred oh, percent clueless with your own apron, which is not at all awkward. Well, I didn't come up with that one. You did. So it's I not really imprinted com- in my in you my know, memory. That is that is a Matt special. <laughs> yeah, it also is a Matt special over at the at the shop. The socks with our head on it. The socks. If you've ever wanted to wear socks with Matt and Courtney's fucking mugs on there, guess what? Have we got good news for you. They're there. So if you want to keep the show ad-free and support what we do and show some love, please head on over to theweightlosspodcast.com slash shop. You'll find a link to that in your podcast app right now. And go and get some swag. Go and get some swag. And then show us what you got. Yeah. In the Facebook group. Yes, I've got to order myself a new jumper, actually. That Yeah, the don't quit one that I got uh, for myself is pretty the, effing good. The don't quit jumper with the zip up the front. It's a hoodie, not a jumper. The Thank hoodie, you. sorry. It is so good. It is so warm on the inside. And so stylish on the outside. So good. So highly recommend because I am ordering myself one. You know what's good? When I wear something and I don't look like a dork. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It fits you very well. Yeah, it does. So without further ado, let's rip into this. So discussion of why there's no finish line and how this relates to self-sabotage. As I said before, it is a discussion about goal setting and the, the complacency that can set in long before someone hits their goals. And it is absolutely a form of self-sabotage because it can stop progress in its tracks, yeah. which so often it does, and it can present itself as a, a like a form of a plateau. Yeah. But it's very much a self-made one. So I think before we get any further with this, Courtney, let's have a bit of a, a brief overview of goal setting. Mm. Now, we've done an episode in the past called How to Set the Right Goals. Yes. Please don't ask me right now what episode number that is because it's episode number I don't fucking know. We're <laughs> so prepared for, for our podcast. Well, it's hey, we, we've done so many of them and there's more to come, but we've done a goal-setting episode. Yes. But in, in the, the context of this discussion now, 
we should do a bit of an overview here. And I think the best way to do the overview is to really explain how we help set goals with clients. Yeah, I think I think when, when we – very brief discussion on goal setting because, as you say, Matt, we have done a whole episode on it. So when it comes to goal setting, the really, the really important thing, a lot of people obviously go into it, they want to achieve something big. They want to um, fit into a certain size – or they want to look a certain way, or they want to wear something they've never worn before. It can also be they don't want to look a certain way anymore, don't want to feel certain ways anymore. Yeah. So you've yeah. got you've got tend to have something big that you're aiming for. So whether it be a dress size, um, sometimes people go into it with a weight on the scales, but that that tends to go off um, once we sort of explain to them not to weigh themselves. Um, so, yeah, usually a dress size or something like getting into a bathing suit or something that you haven't been in a long time or well, something et cetera, Something et meaningful can be how you, can how you feel about yourself, what you see in the mirror. It can be a, wedding, a special occasion. You could be getting to you, into your wedding dress or just something. Something big. It's a really big goal that, well, you, that you've set yourself. It's yes. meaningful. After that, we're going to work backwards because that big goal is going to take time. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of time. Wait, do you, by time, do you mean like four weeks? No. Like my 28-day challenge I've just signed up for? No, I mean it's going to take a lot of time. Oh. Generally speaking, no matter like how big or small you think your goal is, like minimum 12 months and then work on from there. And well, and that, that time frame expands based on how long, honestly, you've been abusing yourself for. Yeah. There are, there are indeed prices to be paid for years of sedentary lifestyle, metabolic abuse. Yes. Because you know. you're factoring into that time frame as well, reforming new habits, learning new skills. So it's not just about oh. the, the weight. It's not, it's, a, it's not a straight shot. It's everything else that has to be factored into the time it takes to get there. I believe we call that the process. The process. So it's going to take a really long time. So you can't. Always just go back to that and, and, and have in your mind that big goal all the time because a lot of the time when it's getting hard and it does get hard, it's going to feel too far away. Well, more, more to the point, I think, with goal setting is that once you've got – and this is what we do with our clients. So we, we need to establish what are their big goals, the, the meaningful things that make them want to reach out and ask for help and make them be prepared to invest in themselves – and step out of their comfort zone. So that's that's step one, establish that. Then you do have to pull it back and go, well, righto, goals are established. We now know what we're working towards. There's the destination. What actually has to happen for this to occur? And this is where a lot of people just don't do shit because like, oh, well, I want to lose five dress sizes. Okay, how? I haven't thought about that. Diet. Yeah. So this level is what we tend to call a lot of different names, but a lot of the time we refer to it as progress goals. Well, I, I personally prefer the term process goals. Process goals. Uh, process goals just in terms of, well, okay, you want to achieve X, Y, Z, great, but to be in a position for that to happen, you need to improve at ABC. Perfect. Whatever those ABCs are. Now, the ABCs for us tend to be process-oriented, so the first sort of basic beginner-level goals – we want our clients to set for themselves when they start with us is, well, let's get a, a sustainable routine of exercise happening, a sustainable routine of cooking your own food. Yes. Because shock horror, that helps. Yes. And, oh, my God, a sustainable routine of being accountable. Mm. 
So like, you know, showing your coaches what you're doing so they can help you improve. Yeah. So those are the three basic fundamentals. And then from there, you start to rack up what we call small wins. Yes. And you've got to get these small wins early on, but the small wins need to come from a process standpoint. So, hey, I'm now exercising. I'm now doing what my coaches tell me is effective exercise. Yes. High five. Well done. I'm now planning and preparing more of my own food. High five. Well done. And these can be confidence builders and there is a bit of faith involved because it's not like an immediate sort of return. No. The the immediate return you get is feedback from from Courtney and I saying, hey, well done, Mm -hmm. keep it up. Yes. You do it long enough and it can be be even just a couple of weeks. It's like, oh, I've got more energy levels now. Mm. Like you feel it before you see it. Mm. Once you start to feel it, it's like, oh, okay, shit. Mm. I'm going somewhere here. That's it. Um, Then you can start to build up from there. And that's where you can start to to work your way towards the the bigger goals, but there should also obviously be milestone goals there as well. But that's without we're not going to get too much deeper no. into it. That's a, a basic overview of what we're looking the at. Basic overview is there, and then what happens is when we when we talk about why there's no finish line and complacency in that, what we're talking about is that within that goal setting structure, something goes awry, and often it tends to come. When there's progress, yes. so the the biggest mistake I'll see clients make that we've worked with, and it's something that you've done yourself, Courtney, as well, is multiple times. Yeah, you might have you might have someone that will have like a really good first program. So, just in terms of setting the context, when Courtney and I work personally with someone, we don't even bother unless it is for minimum twelve months. And it's not for any other reason other than you need at least that amount of time at like bare ass minimum, right? So you then break it down. 12 months breaks down into four 12-week programs because you need a break between them. Yes. Because guess what? Training works because it breaks your body down. Yes. You need to recover, et cetera. Okay, cool. So you can fit four 12-week programs into a good 12-month transformation cycle. Okay, great. What often tends to happen is someone will come out of the gate and they'll start to implement the fundamentals that we ask them to do on their first program. The photos start to change, might go down a couple of belt notches or a couple of dress sizes, like fucking yeah, this shit's happening. And that's where they come to the first crossroads, which is like, great, you've done well to get to this point, but to keep this going, you need to keep improving Otherwise, you're going to hit what we call a plateau where, guess what? These great photos that you're getting now that shows you shrinking in different areas, that's going to stop. Yeah. And then the next step after that is it goes backwards because often what will happen is someone might have a very good period, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, and that deserves recognition. Mm. Like, hey, well done. Keep it up. But it's the keep it up part and the improve part that doesn't happen. So often the foot will usually come off the pedal. Oh, I'm doing well. Oh, I'm changing. I'm getting all these compliments. You start to smell yourself a bit. Yeah. Like, fucking, I'm killing this. And then your standards start to just relax. And that's the first sign that the car's coming off the road. Yeah, and, and I know I think that that can also happen, Matt, for different reasons. We've spoken in the past about me being an emotional eater due to boredom, 
unhappiness, things like that. Celebration in my case. Whereas you've spoken about it being celebration-based, and I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that. So so sometimes when you've hit a certain milestone, that celebration takes over and old emotional eating habits can kick in of, oh, I'm celebrating. Well, it can be, it can be emotional eating. It can just be pure complacency in terms of, well, you know, I've dropped a dress size. Um, I might have lost some weight on the scales. I've, I've gone down two holes in my belt. Except the problem is that's not the original goal. No. Is it? No, and I think you're right that that does often get conflated. We've seen a lot of people over our time where they've forgotten what their original goal was. and Or lost sight of it. Lost yeah. sight of it. Yeah. And it becomes... Um, skewed with a progress style goal or they start to think that um, oh I've done enough you start to tell yourself you've done enough Mm. Um, and no I'm happy I'm happy with where I am now are you really happy or do you just feel like you've done enough and and that's fine if if you are really happy with where you are that's great but are you really happy well that that that's also why the goal setting process at the start is so important because it it will serve as a reminder like, hey, you've done well. This isn't what you wanted. This is on the way to what you wanted. Yeah. And that's also like part 830 of you can't do it by yourself because how often do we need someone else external to say like, hey, you've done well, high five, fist bump, whatever. You ain't there yet. Get back. Yeah. Compared when you when you judge where you are now and the small success you may have had, versus what you are actually working towards. Like, well done, champ, but there's there's one lap in a long race. Yeah, and I, and I think as well it it's, needs to be said that we're not talking about making mistakes here because mistakes are always going to be made. It's when you allow those mistakes to continue day after day after day after day. Well, it's something that you, you've, you've mentioned before, Courtney, where you've said to yourself in the past, well, I've done very well or I've worked really hard, I can now have this. Correct, yeah. So a lot of my, I mean, I've, I've had this situation come up several times over my years and years and years of doing this and it, it, it ranges from, I can remember times where I've, I've had plateaus or I've gone backwards because I felt like I deserved something. Ah, the sense of entitlement. Because I, I worked so hard to get that, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous, isn't and it? And that can be dangerous and very toxic and very easy to allow to continue on. It's it's not something that often I found for myself. It wasn't something so present in my face that I was able to pick it up quickly. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think there is part of a diet mentality there in terms of, hey, I'm working hard so I can treat myself with this junk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was definitely a time there where I remember cutting too much out where I was then, once I got to a certain milestone, I did then make the mistake of treating myself. So I cut too much out and was looking at it too much like a diet. And I narrowed my food choices too much. Mm-hmm. And that's then when, you know, you reach a certain goal and that emotional eating habit triggered back in. That it was that sense of, well, I deserve this. But then that just continued and it was because I cut too much out and I wasn't having anything for such a long time. 
Um, so that can be a really risk, risky thing to do, which is to have that diet mentality or, or just even get in, into the habit of cutting too many things out of your day-to-day or, or week-to-week living. Then when you do reach something, then you're going to celebrate and that celebration is just going to be like, it's just going to go crazy because you've you've um, blow out. You've cut cut so much out of your um, weekly intake of food. That's easy to do if what you've done to get somewhere is not sustainable, and I think also speaks to what you've been what you've been creating for yourself in terms of your own your own meals isn't hitting the spot. No, and that's that's one of the reasons why the the phrase I like to use with with clients that we work with is broaden your food horizons. Yeah. Look for areas. What I had to learn and develop over time was looking for areas within my food where I could still get that sense of, I love this. I could still get that sense of uh, sweetness in food. I think, I think you need that regardless, mm. especially the first part. Like not everyone's got a sweet tooth. That's fine. But in terms of, oh, I love this, that needs to be one of the very – top process-oriented goals is to be making food for yourself that you can say, mate, I can't wait to eat more of this. Yes. Because if you're saying that with food that is congruent with your goals, like, gee, you're, you're off and running, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And, that's, and that's, that's, well, that's one reason why diets and meal plans won't work is because if you don't like what you're having, the clock's ticking, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if there's not enough variety or there's not enough, if you feel like there's not enough freedom mm. in a lot of those meal plans and diets, that's when then you'll end up um, putting too much emphasis on those foods that are going to bring you back. Yeah, but although to be fair, like we are at risk, I suppose, of, of wandering away from the the topic here. Um, I, so I, think, I think we should just bring this back a bit in terms of uh, success leading to complacency. Yes. So with that, I think that that's what one of the things, that's just one of the ways that it did to me. So it was, uh, I got success, but I felt like I deserved treats and I deserved food. Here's a question though. When you, when you got that success, were you where you wanted to be at the start? No. And I, I think that's the key point. And that's, that's the key part here that, that ties into, into self-sabotage is you, can, you start to get some success that you, and you're not where you want to be and the foot comes off the pedal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why we title this, you know, it's not the finish line yet. Why there's so no finish line yet? There, there's, you're not at the finish line yet. And I think that that's the biggest thing to remember when it comes to progress goals and the goal setting, the goal setting principles where – you're not at the finish line yet, and, and and we're all humans. We're gonna make mistakes. We're all emotional beings. I know for me that it, it does make a big difference. You mentioned it before, Matt. When you get acknowledgement of how good you've done, mm. we all want that. And I mean, we've spoken about it in previous episodes. Every, everyone likes recognition. About how hard it is sometimes to get started because of that fear of judgment, that mm. fear of people saying, "Oh, you're gonna do this again. You're just gonna waste your money." You know, mm. that that anticipation that everyone just thinks you can, you're going to fail. So a lot of people have that in the first place. So then let alone when you add on to that, then you start to make progress. And then people, those same people who you felt like whether they were or not, but they were judging you, mm. 
negatively for trying this, those same people are now complimenting you on how good you're doing and how good you look. Mm. It's very easy then. We're emotional human beings and and we all want to feel that we are being recognized. Um, So that's very easy then to get sucked into that sort of attitude of, well, beautiful, I've hit it. I've made it. Well, on the subject of that, you know what else ties in to the topic of this episode, which is I think another discussion we're now about to have, is how easy it can be to set yourself a goal and let's say you hit it and then you go back to to normal. Mm. You go back to your old ways. And that's part of the topic that we're talking about here why there's no finish line is because guess what? You know what the secret is? This never ends. No. If you want to have success that is sustained over a period of time, as in a long time, you may reach a goal. What happens after that? You said another one. Yes, you do. And that's why there is actually no finish line. No. I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as an example. Right, so as we're sitting here recording this, I just look back. Let's go to the last fifteen years. Right, um, lost a pile of weight, moved in a state, changed careers, became a personal trainer, met my wife. How are you going? We got married overseas, wonderful wedding in New York City. Mm-hmm. Opened our own gym, closed our own gym, took our, our business entirely online. We now work with many wonderful people over the, all over the globe. Got our own house, got our own podcast. You know what my goal was originally? I didn't want to be fat. I didn't want to be diabetic. I got those pretty early. Everything else has come afterwards because I've continued. That's the point I'm making here. Mm. All these things have improved. All these things have changed because I've kept pushing forward. Am I saying there's been no mistakes or no stagnation? Uh Uh-uh, there's been fucking plenty. But all along the way, I've been looking to set the next marker the next milestone to work towards. Yeah, in, in, you're talking about not just in in your body shape but in life. In, well, in general. Yeah. In general, like I said, my, my original goal was these two things. Yes. And it's led to so much more because I didn't just get to where I wanted to get to and go, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping now. Yeah. And, and you're right, that we, do, we do tend to make more goals for ourselves in general in life than we do when it comes to ourselves. So if that makes sense, to our own being. So we'll make like family goals and we'll make, you know, work goals, things like this. But when it comes to ourselves, we're, when we're very quick to get somewhere and say, oh, great, I'm done. Mm. Um, mm. So you wouldn't do that generally with work. So you wouldn't get to a certain position and say, great, I'm done. I could do this for the next 20 years. You know what, though? You wouldn't rule it out, would you? No, but most people would tend to still strive to say, do, you know, is there more? Is I, there more you know, I could do? You know what? I actually will respectfully disagree with you there. I think a lot of people, from just my, my experience, are too willing to settle for good enough. Mm. 
I've achieved something and it's good enough. Yeah. Which is another way for me of saying, to me, settling for good enough is settling for mediocrity. Mm. Which as I've sort of learned over the years as I've just been improving is that's to me it's unacceptable. Yeah. And, the, and what you said before, Courtney, in terms of, you know, giving yourself recognition for any success you've had, but then going, cool, what's next? I don't think there's enough of that. And when we're talking about weight loss, improving your body, improving your health, there is absolutely not enough of that. Yeah, I think I think when it comes down to, as, as you were talking about before, Matt, which is reaching your goal and then what's next, I think the biggest thing to remember is a lot of people get into the habit of saying, well, I'm just going to maintain. And that's great, but... I think that, you know, can I just say before we continue, I reckon that's a dangerous term to use. Yeah, well, I was just about to say that maintain or maintenance doesn't have a goal. That's not an actual goal. Yeah, it also doesn't have plan. No. So it can be very dangerous once you do reach your goal. So, you you know, you've reached the pinnacle, you've gotten to that bikini or you've gotten to that that size 12 or or that size medium, whatever it is that you had as your big set goal from the beginning, you reached it, great. To say I'm now just going to maintain this is not enough and it's not going to be enough. So you have to set another goal. And that doesn't mean that you want to look massively different. It doesn't mean that you don't, you're don't you not happy with where you are. It doesn't have to be another goal that loses another five well, dress well, sizes. This, this is why I use myself as a personal example. It could be taking the confidence that you've done with this and taking yourself somewhere else, like a, a change of career. In some cases with people, if they're stuck in relationships they're not happy in, it could be a change of relationship or, or exiting one. Like, take, pick your poison on this one. Mm. Would you agree that saying something to yourself like, oh, I'm just going to maintain, is one step away from going backwards? Um, is one step away from going backwards. Yeah, it is. It is. Because as you said, there's no plan so if you don't have a goal, you don't have a plan. Not just that, though. I, agree, I completely agree with that. Is saying words like that inviting complacency in? Well, it is unknowingly because what happens is is that, again, as I said, if you don't have a, a goal, you don't have a plan. And, mate, and to say I'm just going to maintain this is not a goal. So you do need to aim towards something. And this is something that we've always spoken to our clients about, which is have another goal set. So some people, as you say, Matt, might make some changes in their personal life, their career life. Some people want to make challenge their bodies in a different way. And suddenly they might decide, I want to train to do a marathon. Or I'm going to go climb a mountain. Great. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. Some people really um, have have a newfound love or training in general, and yeah, they want to what? go and do a triathlon. I'm so glad you brought that up because we can speak to that personally. Like, we took ourselves into martial arts. Yeah, something that we both had an interest in, and Matt really did have an interest in it before I did. He did it. I saw, you know, the effects, and it's it's a great outlet, um, and it became a re- it's become a really great mental outlet for me. I can go there after a long day of work, do a martial arts class, and just really switch off and – and you're not thinking about anything other than the movements it's that also, you're learning. It's um, also very progressive because yeah. you, you can feel and see yourself improving. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point I'm getting there is that like we 
you and I have had a lot of changes and we're now taking that into a different area because like, oh, well, let's see if our bodies can go and do this. Yeah. So I, I really love that idea of, or the, the point of, great, you've reached a really monumental goal. Go use your new and improved body to do something you've always wanted to do or have an interest in doing but would never have done before. I think the key in it is is the word you used before, which is challenge yourself. Yeah. So instead of saying, well, I'm just going to maintain, you need to flip that attitude and say, what am I going to challenge myself to do next? I agree because I think, I think maintain, like it, it's, it, it's – It's very stagnant. It is it, indeed like a very close relative of stagnation. Yes. It's, and that's just when you get into a funk and you're not going well, maintenance nowhere. Just, it says that you're staying at the same level. Yeah. And really, you need to keep challenging yourself. You do. And this is where you need to start thinking outside the box when it comes time to that and, and realise that you don't have to lose another five dress sizes or you don't have to do something extreme like that again. Yeah. If you are legitimately happy with the size you are... Take what you've got and go and use it. Challenge yourself yeah. in other ways. Yeah. And, and it, it may not even be anything massive. You may have no interest in running a marathon or starting a I new can sport. T- I can tell you what, I have an interest and in marathon. You know what? That's fine too. Yeah. You might have an interest in. You might still find areas that you're doing that you could improve. You might still say, "You know what? I've lost all this weight and I've done such a good job. I'm still shit at food prep. I still suck at mm. finding new recipes, and I'm going to make that my next six months challenge to be better at this." Yep. And and so there's always things that you can, you can get better and, at. Go and experiment, experiment with different training methodologies. Yes. Like you know, I've been like. like I, I use a lot of um, a lot of barbells and dumbbells for many many years. Um, currently using a lot of suspension yeah. trainers, which I fucking love. A lot of body weight stuff. Yep, yep. It's a, it's a different form of training, and the intensity is there. There's some uni- unilateral stuff that oh, some people will do. Mate, uh, two words: pistol squats. You know, one-legged stuff, one-arm stuff. Yep. Some stuff that core you may work. not have tried before. The core work. There's all these different things you can do. Um, so that's the whole point here. Uh, I reckon if you're comfortable with it, Courtney, let's flip this into some tips Yeah, we want to give. So we've sort of laid out how complacency can set in, stagnation can set in. Where's the first – what's the best way to avoid this? What tips you want to give? Well, I think the first one really has to come back to what we were talking about at the start, which is your goal setting. Yep. So you really have to nail your goal setting. And remember that, that very basic structure of you've got your really big goal – then working backwards from there. So you set that really big goal. You've got it in your mind. Work backwards. And as you said, Matt, you've got to work out your, your, your process goals. Yes. What, are, what is going to get me to there? Yes, correct. Once you've got those set and they're going to, they're going to change and they're going to evolve with you mm. and the better you get at things, then you're going to have to set in new process goals. And just the tier below that is the constant reminder to celebrate the small wins as you go. That's what it's going to keep you... Um, upbeat and it's going to keep you thinking that you're you're heading in the right direction well, it's because also, it's a really long process. It's also positivity, mm. which we need because like a lot of people that come from from you know, overweight backgrounds get very negative on themselves. Absolutely. And learning how to be positive and how to recognize good things that you're doing is, is really vital. I, analogy I would use in terms of goal setting is when you set your big goal, you've you've set the destination. The process goals are the path mm-hmm. and obviously you need the path to get to the destination. So um, reviewing your goals regularly is is paramount with yes. this because you know what? Your goals are probably going to change and yeah. evolve. Yeah. 
I think evolved actually the better word in this one. And that's another reason why I used my personal example previously is because my goals started as just don't be diabetic, don't be fat, and then just evolved to all these other things that I've pushed myself forward with. And you know what? That's normal. Well, I think it's normal. I think it should be normal. Mm. And there's something worth keeping in mind that as you start to get some success, you hopefully will want some more and you should be looking for some more to keep this going. Mm. And I've seen it with clients we've worked with where they'll start to really make some good changes and start to, and they'll you know, we'll have a discussion like, oh, I want to go do this now. I want to go, you know, go and have a crack at this. Mm. And I've built my confidence up and like I've actually got some functionality in my body. So that tip there is understand that your goals will and should evolve with you. Yes. The next tip I think is worth touching on, which is what we were talking about in terms of this is the rest of your life. This, this, what your, this process, this adventure, this endeavour, it is the rest of your life. Well, it should be, isn't it? It should be. It should be. And I think that's also the second part of goal setting is that you've got to be looking forward as well to, okay, what am I going to do now? Because a lot of, like I've sort of said this through the show so far, it's very, very easy to set yourself a, a short to midterm goal, hit it, and then, oh, well, I'm just going back to normal. The way I look at it with this is that you are and should be entering into a lifelong contract or agreement with yourself. And that's where... It's a cliche to say, oh, this is a lifestyle. You know what? It actually is. If you want long-term success, it is and it should be. Mm-hmm. So you got Courtney is spot on. She is oh, 100%. Correct. In that this does need to be a rest of your life endeavour. It has been for us yeah. so far. We're not going to stop. And and with that, it's not. it doesn't mean that it's always going to be a straight path upwards. It's would, never going to track constantly upwards. Could, could we say it is? Never is a straight path upwards. So in the rest of your life endeavour, yes, it is. But you're still going to have to push yourself. You're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to slide backwards or plateau every so often. And that's where you you learn. You learn. You learn why that happened and you don't make the same mistake I'll tell you what, one one of the phrases that Courtney and I were taught early in our like PT careers it's about the journey, not the destination. I now get that. Mm. Initially, I treated that as like, oh, that's just a cliche. Yeah. Down the track, years down the track now, I totally get that because the destination actually keeps changing. It does. Doesn't it? It does. And I think your appreciation for your body, I think over the time I've discovered a, an appreciation for my body, my body shape, Pretty hot. Um, I think that you you learn about your body inside and out much more. You're much more aware of your body. Well, not just your body, but also how you think. Yeah. How you learn. How you function. Your emotions. I know that. I know. I know when I'm not functioning 100. percent I know. I'm when sorry. When you're not what? Sorry. <laughs> functioning. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent um, I know when I've eaten something that I shouldn't have eaten. I know when I'm retaining fluid and I feel quite puffy. Puffy, yeah. I yep. think that you just get to know your body so much more and you yep. have an appreciation for it. And, yeah, what, what I envision my body shape now looking like compared to eight years ago mm-hmm. is very different. We've got a butt now. But And I think, though, that it comes with an, a sense of realist, 
a realistic vision of what your body shape is and what you want out of it. I think um, a lot of my imagery of what I wanted from my body came from social media, uh, print media, what I thought that I should look like as opposed to what What you actually wanted. What I want and what I feel attractive. I'll tell you what. Isn't that a podcast unto itself? Yeah. What what you think you should be aiming for versus what you actually want? Yeah. Mm. I think that 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 also evolves. So with that, yeah. of course, your goals are going to evolve. Yep. And so my goals has definitely evolved over the years, and and I've focused on different things over the years. There was one whole year there where I focused on nothing but my internal health, nothing. And and that was and that's fine. So again, that's a progress goal. That if you hit a certain goal point, that might be something that well, you, you aim learned at. a lot from that experience, didn't you? So much. So and that then that then sort of folds in to what you've learned previously and since about the external side of things yeah. and how it relates to that. Absolutely. Would would you say like the cliche I mentioned before? It's um it's about the journey, not the destination. Does that sit with you? Oh, in a similar I, way to I'm, me? I'm exactly the same. Yeah, when okay. I first heard that years ago, Lip it service. was like, ugh, spare me. Big kumbaya? Spare me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? But, it wasn't just you. But you, you you hear it now once you've gone through a lot of shit in your life and you can appreciate a saying well, like that. Isn't isn't that part of the reward you get for starting and not stopping? Yeah. And actually moving forward. And, and admitting mistakes and fault and learning from it mm. and 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 that's and that's a really big thing to get to get in the habit of doing as part of your as part of your goal setting is learning from what you did wrong admitting what you did wrong learning we, from it you moving need to improve. on challenging yourself mm-hmm. these are all really big factors but the number one thing is if you reach a certain level of progress and you don't have that goal setting in place or if you don't reevaluate your goals and challenge yourself to move forward you are going to plateau and possibly go backwards well, it's not even like a oh maybe you will now you can see it coming I'll, I'll lead this into into the final tip is that what we're talking about here is inevitable if you make progress you are going to come up to these crossroads yeah everyone does if you start and if you move forward because what you find is you'll improve you'll progress and the phrase i use is you'll level your way up to the next tier of problems the next tier of challenges yes so you all through this process matter how much success you have take it from us you will never be free of obstacles and challenges no and i'm glad you Pose it like that because the, the, the thing to really remember with that, don't fear those crossroads. Know they're coming. They're inevitable. Don't fear it because that is the chance to improve. Well, here's the thing. Um, you don't fear it because it comes with success, yes. which means you've earned the right to improve past this problem that's now in front of you. Don't fear it. And also, once you get there, do not do nothing. Yeah. Don't do nothing. Well, unfortunately, I have to say, I've had a number of I told you so moments that I don't like having mm. in the in this instance with, with clients where it's like, hey, I fucking told you. You've given me a couple of those I told you so looks I, too. They're I not fucking, pleasant. I fucking told you so. Where if you didn't I hate the if, I told you if, so. If you didn't improve, this was gonna stop. Yeah. And here we are. 
I've had those and you've given me those looks and they suck. You know what? I've had to give myself those looks too. And yes, they do suck. But what would suck worse is not learning. Yes. That's when you are the problem. Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. Anything else you want to add or is that a, that's no, a wrap? I think that, that uh, that's enough talking for, for now. Shut the hell up and oh, call I'll the show. stop now, yes. You want to talk about the Facebook group? Uh, yes. If you haven't already joined, make sure that you join our Facebook group. Can I just say, if you haven't already joined, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> full of um, other fans of the show and... And us, full and of us. us. And very supportive group that um, you should definitely be in. So you'll find a link to the Facebook group in your podcast app. Yes, you will. So make sure that you check that out. Come hang out. That's it. You can email us at podcast at the weight loss podcast.com. Mm. And that, my friends, is a wrap for today. Yep, we're off. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.